Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Welcome, wait, wrong show, wrong show. Uh, <laughs> hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum. I am Dylan Murray, and this is Stardom Quest, the best weekly episodic stardom podcast in the world. That's kind of the intro. I am joined with Alex. Hey, Alex. Hi. Um, yeah, my, my, my vocal cords took a beating last night, so uh, Dylan has taken over hosting duties and is, is knocking it out of the park. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you you went to a concert. I've been I've had a fucking week, dude. I have been moving. I, there's a lot of stuff. My back is in absolute pain. Um, it was a rough weekend, obviously, anniversary of uh of Hannah Kimura's passing. So that was rough. Uh, overall, very long week for me. And then I get dropped uh <laughs> dropped the news that I gotta host the show, um, which I'm not very good at, as as people who listen to VTG. Well, no, I, I'm not very comfortable in the host role, um, but, you know, might as well try it out and give give Alex a bit of an off week considering I've had so many of those in the past. Uh, yeah, the, we've we've swapped because this time it's it's me who hasn't watched anything. So, um, so yeah, very fun. Uh, we're, we're mostly here for the preview. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's true. I, I have I have plenty of stuff to talk about with the with the, you know, Ueda show and the Kofu show, but I didn't watch any of the Kofu show because it just got up a few hours ago um, from this recording. So obviously there's not too much to drag from there. Uh, mostly this is about Stardom Flashing Champions 2022, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. First, let's get to the news. Um, Stardom announced New Blood 3. Uh, do you know what day that is? Because I, I am ill-prepared if you, if you could tell. Um, but I can actually look that up. And look it up? Okay. Um, I think it's sometime in June. Uh, yes. Oh, wait, no. July 8th is when New Blood 3 will be taking place. Um, oh. I, I'm not sure if there's any more information than that. Uh, July 8th is, is, you know, over a month away, so I imagine we'll get more as time goes on. But for now, uh, New Blood is going strong, which is always good to see. Um, the main thing that I look to New Blood for is watching, uh, JTO, uh, in a more accessible manner. Because I, I love Aoi and uh, Inaba, so that's that's kind of why I look forward to for these shows. But you know, a couple months away or month and a half away, uh, we will see all of them there. Uh, 
How do you like the new Blood shows, Alex? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they, they are pretty good, um, especially because they, they do book Aoi and, and Tomoka Inaba, who are very difficult to see otherwise. Even for somebody like me, who is very plugged into the um, the wrestling sphere, it's it's difficult to watch JTO. So um, it's it's nice that uh, Inaba and Aoi get that kind of uh, uh, form. And also, there's always kind of somebody else that's going to be on the show, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah, certainly. Um, in other news, uh, Himeka announced a photo book, which uh, I will be accepting donations for um, for the next month or so. Um, please. Uh, I am I am a poor I man, and I really believe want that. you. You it, did. This. I don't. I, I, I have no shame. You. I'm gonna be honest, brother. Uh, yeah. So so shout out Himeka one time, Jumbo Princess. Everybody loves her. Um, I think that's all of the news. Uh, a few wrestlers from Stardom did compete on the. Um, Hanakamura Memorial Show. Uh, Shuri faced Veni or Asuka, and Rina also faced Sakuroda in the uh, Oedotai Hanakamura gear. So that was that was the star output there. Um, I didn't get to watch the show because uh, I, I just didn't have the time or the money, and I, I'm not going to pirate that. So, uh, you know, I just kind of feel bad for that. So not much to talk about in that regard, so I suppose we should get on to the stardom preview, if that is okay with you. Yes, let's go. All righty. Um, first show of two that we have to pre- or review Sorry, um, came from Ueda Nagano, Japan. It drew 231 fans, which might sound low, but considering the last time they were in this area uh, and got over 200 fans was 2012. Pretty pretty big success because uh, they they do not draw here very well. In fact, this is the first time in this specific city in Ueda that they have ever ran a show. So uh, good for them getting over two hundred fans middle of middle of Japan. Yeah, I mean the um, the average attendance must be like up huge from from past years. Like there's barely any shows that are only getting hundred people, whereas you know now everything is like over two hundred at least. Yeah, I, I think. They ran. I think they've only ran Nagano a couple times, and it was all through COVID since 2012. Uh, and they were all like 100 fans or so. So this is a pretty good number. Um, to start off the show, uh, Hina defeated Rina and Izumi in 7 minutes and 9 seconds. Uh, Hina pinned Rina with the ghetto clutch. Good for her. Uh, I was shocked at that at that upset. Um, the, the pre-match was pretty funny, because Rina called Izumi an old hag, which made me feel very old. Because me and Azumi are the same age. Um, also, Hina was like, "Yeah, me and Azumi are going to team up and beat the shit out of my sister." And Azumi's like, "I am going to betray Hina as soon as I can." And that was the that was kind of the way that the match flowed. It was fun, um, similar to other preliminary three way matches. Um, it had a lot of personality, and it was it had some fun stuff, but nothing to go out of your way to see, in my opinion. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, the um, the uh, moment of Rina calling Azumi an old woman is is what we've all been waiting for. And they, uh, it got a big pop. Time is a flat circle, man. I mean, just yeah. think about a few years ago, I started watching this, and Azumi was calling everybody older than her an old hag and a loser. Um, shout that feud with Natsu Sumire that was legendary for Azumi. Um, it's, it's wild that we have gotten to this point where Azumi is now the old hag, according to Rina, of course. Um, the next match was My Sakura and Tekla defeating Saeeda and Hanan in 10 minutes, 22 seconds. 
I am not a fan of how often my soccer is winning. I'm going to be honest. Not a fan of it. Personally. You know, I'd feel hypocritical if I complained after uh, bitching about how Himeka never won leading up to her title match. So at least they're, they're yeah. kind of making Sakurai look good, even if I would rather she not. Well, I yeah, it's... That's pretty harsh. I like my Sakurai, but you know what I mean. You know, my, my buddy Gree, he, he texted me, on he DM'd me on Twitter. He's like, Dylan, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm kind of on the my Sakurai train. And I was like, that's block worthy, my friend. <laughs> like, I could, I could, this is, you don't talk to me about that. Um, for the match, my almost ate shit trying to jump over the rope like Tekla does. Because um, they were like trying to do like a little, she, she almost completely just broke her ankle. Um, and then the highlight of this match was Ida and Tekla doing a push-up contest before posing together and shaking hands. Um, other than that, kind of went downhill. Uh, it was mostly just DDM dominating, and my Sakurai in a dominant role was not particularly super fun. Uh, Tekla did some good stuff. Ida did some good stuff. Otherwise, it was kind of meh. Uh, and then Tekla pinned Hanan with the butterfly square and compass. And yeah, this one felt way longer than 10 minutes, personally. Uh, it, it was kind of a chore to get through after the fun, you know, bodybuilding stuff from Tekla and Ida. But, you know, it is what it is. All right. Uh, next up is actually probably my favorite match of the night. It was, uh, well, the, the main event was, actually, yeah, this was my favorite match of the night. It was Mayu Watani, Koguma, Hazuki, and Momokogo of Stars defeating the Cosmic Angels, all four of them. Uh, I thought this was really, really good. Um, I liked that it was just Unagi getting all of the heat because, you know, obviously, aside from being the resident Unagi hater, I have always believed that she is really good at selling. Um, so I, I, I appreciated that the first few minutes was just stars beating the shit out of Unagi. It looked really well done. Um, Hazuki big booted her in the head and Mayu like held her head in, and it was just gross. Like it was, it was real stiff. I love that type of stuff. Um, and yeah, Mina did a good hot tag, which was surprising. Waka did good stuff. Also surprising. And then Mayu killed Waka, uh, huh. hit, used the mini killer, uh, modified dragon sleeper for the win. Uh, I've been trying to come up with a name for that move since we've started this podcast. Um, and I think I've I've landed on the mini killer because she does not use it very often, but she always uses it on small wrestlers. So mm. that's that's where we're at. Mayu wins with the mini killer. So shout you, out to her. You're, you're touching on some very uh, touchy subjects there, potentially. <laughs> the mini. You know, killer. I was I was going to say the other like the the word that I can't say regarding mini, but then I was like, ah, that's distasteful. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like small person killer is way worse. So, like, I think, I I think Mini works. I apologize if we have any uh, small fans. Oh my god, this is why we don't let you host. <laughs> yeah, this is just um, me talking. Yeah. The funny thing is that uh, we were going to just have me go solo because uh, Alex can't do that because he's a he's a play by play type of guy. I'm more of the color guy. I could do that. I have been listening to Kevin Kelly suffer through one man boothing the best of the Super Juniors this year. I can do anything. I like I, <laughs> I'm at that point. But uh, Alex is like, nah. I, I need to make sure that you don't, uh, you know, bramble about stupid things like I always do. So yeah, that's we, why he's here. We do sadly have to like have a standard here, which is um unfortunate. But you know, it's uh it's fine. Um, 
I'm glad to hear this was good. I'm surprised. I was surprised to hear you praising a Cosmic Angels eight woman tag because we have we have hated them for weeks now. Um, but it's it's good to hear. I was surprised too. Yeah, I mean I Waka, Waka's quest for a win goes on. I'm engrossed. Uh, who will get their win first, Waka Skama or Thea Hale? It's you know it grips me. It grips me every day. Such a neat. But... It's a bad. Uh, yeah, actually, this match started with uh, Kozen. Like the pre-tape for Kozen was um, <laughs> Tam giving like the like lowest effort pep talk to Waka. Like, okay, you have another chance. Are you gonna do it this time? And Waka's like, I will try with all my heart, and she loses. Um, <laughs> which gets more funny every time that it happens. Um, also, Unagi uh, found something in the crowd with a dinosaur plushie and danced with it while Stars was making their entrance. Really cute. Really, really wholesome stuff. Unagi's growing on me a little bit. Um, until she like starts winning too much, then she'll probably ungrow on me. But she, she's growing on me right now. Uh, okay. I appreciate, I appreciate Unagi in the off season. I think that's it. Right. Unagi's off seasons are pretty solid. I see. Okay. Well, enjoy. Um, yeah. She, you know, as long as she keeps getting beat up, I'll be happy. Uh, in the in the next match, uh, Micah, Julia, Natsupoi, and Himeka drew with Momo Watsunabe, Starlight Kid. Raka and Saki Kashima. I could tell like three minutes into this that I was like, I'm not gonna enjoy this. Like it, it had good stuff to it, but I was just like the the pace the, the issue with watching all of these shows is you could tell when it's going to a draw, even if you don't know it's going to a draw, just because of certain just tropes and just you know, movements that they do, it's like, oh, this is this is gonna be very lifeless. Um, for 15 minutes and then i checked and it, it was a 15 minute draw so i watched most of this but i i spaced out for quite a lot of it um i was honestly waiting for like ruka and julia to do some stuff um and they never did so that was upsetting and yeah i didn't take a lot from this match personally but it's you know uh eight women draw with the weight of tie involved I, I didn't really expect too many great things out of it personally right yeah sounds bad yeah, it was just, you know, I mean, like, Micah and Momo did some fun stuff, but I was like, oh, this will probably be better in the artist match. Um, mm-hmm. And other than that, that was pretty much the only thing I took from it. Uh, There's a couple of, like, funny spots early on. Julia and Ruka had, like, a standoff with an umbrella, and then the <laughs> ref yelled at them from across the venue to stop messing with the, the woman in the crowd's umbrella. It was, that was funny. Uh, other than that, it just, you know, pretty lifeless. Um, but on to the main event. It was God's Eye, you know, the trio, the trio from God's Eye, Ami, Sore, Mirai, and Shuri, defeating Sai Kamatani, Lady C, and Utami Haishista in 18 minutes and 34 seconds. Um, this was good. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of tired when I started, when I was watching this, and I was like, I recognize this has some good stuff, but it feels very similar to every other Lady C gets sacrificed for... 15 of the 18 minutes match so it wasn't great but i mean god's eye had a good showing um ami mentioned in the pre-match that utami finally followed her on twitter and then she got <laughs> really parasocial about it she's like i'm gonna make you notice me now now that you follow me on twitter i'm gonna i'm gonna make a and it's like damn bro that's that's unhealthy you should like talk to a therapist about that um she is not your friend, Ami. But no, uh, and and yeah, I thought I thought there was some good stuff. Mariah and Saya worked well together, so I I did get a little bit excited for for the wipeout match. You know, uh, it was a good preview. 
But other than that, there wasn't a lot uh, to grab from this one either. Mariah Pin Lady C with the Cradle Shock. I don't remember what she calls her Cradle Shock. It's like Mirai something. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then they closed the show. And that was the end of the Ueda show. Uh, it was okay. How much of this do you watch? I just kind of talked through all of it. I've seen nothing. Like, I have, I've watched no oh, stardom. Wow. Yeah. That's um, fair. I, I'm very behind on everything. I haven't watched Bagus. I haven't watched this. Uh, I haven't finished Ice Ribbon. Like, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going well. Um, wrestling needs to just, like, stop for a little bit. <laughs> no, I agree. Dude, th- this watching Best of Super Juniors thing was a mistake because I'm, like, kind of invested now because, like, Ace Austin is going insane. Like, he's just fucking, go- like, he's just one of the best wrestlers, like, male wrestlers in the world, in my opinion, right now. Because I, like, I, I did not, nobody watches Impact. But if they watched Impact, they'd be like, holy shit, some of these guys are really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> like, same with, like, anytime I see Josh Alexander wrestle, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, like, good. But Ace Austin's been killing it. So, like, I've been wanting to watch Best of Super Juniors. But that makes me more behind on everything else I'm trying to watch. And it's it's really hard, especially with these double blocks now. I know nobody cares because it's New Japan. But it's it's hard when you, like... Are like, oh, I'll, I'll watch it around. And then you get invested, and it's like, fuck, now I want to watch this. <laughs> and I don't have time. Um, but yeah, I get what you mean about the being behind on everything in wrestling. Um, but moving on to the second show, I think all of this, by the time this show, this podcast goes up, all of this show will be up. But when I woke up this morning, they uploaded like three matches, and I was just like, I can't watch all of this in a half hour so unfortunately i didn't get to watch any of this kofu show um i do have some some detailed notes about it though um they drew 371 fans which is pretty decent again for for not near their kind of you know base in tokyo or osaka so you know that's pretty dope uh the opening match was momo watanabe and sai kashima defeating hanan and sai ida uh momo pinned ida with the inhumane b driver in nine minutes uh, young OED of Starlight Kid, Ruaka, Rina, um, that, that there's only three of them, defeated Hina, Lady C, and Utami in 11 minutes. Rina pinned Hina with a double knee drop, which I, I realized probably isn't a shout out to Chris Wolf, but I want it to be a shout out to Chris Wolf. So shout out to Chris Wolf. Um, Hell yeah. Such a real one. Such a real one. I hope she's doing well. Um, Next match was Tam Nakano, Mina Shirakawa, and Unagi Sayaka of Cosmic Angels drawing against God's Eye. Why? You, you don't <laughs> you don't beat the OG trio. That's just how it goes. That's so. That's still so wild to me because it's like they are building the fuck out of God's Eye. Like we'll, we'll talk about in the preview, but it looks like God's Eye is probably going to be double top champion yeah. in like five days. Yeah. I mean, I hope not, but yeah. that's how it's looking right now. And they still cannot find a way to pin Mina Shirakawa. How is this? How is that the issue? <laughs> that's insane to me. Honestly, I kind of like it because um, then whenever the 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 Kozen trio does lose, it's a pretty big deal. Um, it's kind of what they did with Momoas in the tag division for a while, where nobody would beat them, and then when you did beat them, it meant that you were important. So. I kind of get it. It's a nice little thing that, like, oh, uh, Kozen always lose with Waka, but then, and it's just the the big three, 
they're kind of untouchable. So it's it's a nice little wrinkle. I, I agree. Uh, you made me realize how much I missed Momoaz in that moment. So uh, fuck <laughs> you. But um, I, I agree. It's just it's wild when you think about it in a vacuum, where it's like Mina Shirakawa can lose to anybody, pretty much. Like at on any day. But she just is invincible when she's alongside Tam and Unagi. As long as 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 long as Waka isn't there, because if Waka's there, then there is zero way that those three will win. And it's it's really funny when you like think about it like kind of in kayfabe type of thing, where it's like, at what point would Cosmic Angels just go? You know what? We'll take the handicap. Waka, stay home, <laughs> and we will win this match three on four. Because I feel like they have better chances at that point than they do uh, with Waka. But you know, no disrespect to Waka. Waka's Waka's a G, the king of New York, right there. Oh yeah, Waka Waka sadly missed this show as well. Um, yeah, she was meant to be in the opener, and uh, we were meant to get Momo Watanabe versus Saida, which was obviously changed to a tag match. Um, I think Waka's, oh, yeah. Waka's I grandmother died, so she oh. she took the show off. Well, our condolences here at Star Quest to Waka Tsukiyama. Uh, like I said, King of New York, shout out. She's she's great, and I hope she is uh, doing well in time of grief, because that, that stuff sucks. Mm-hmm. You know? We really brought the show down a little bit, but that's okay. It's okay. It's... Um, <laughs> no, I know, I know. I shouldn't have said that. That's not a really mean... <laughs> No. Uh, why I did hope, I, I agree to well. do this? Why Why are we doing this? I don't know. I just. I mean, we're running through it. Like, I mean, we're we're like halfway through the show, and it's only been twenty minutes. True. That's wild. At least it's a short one. You... That's all I need. Yeah, yeah. Alex is is tired. If you couldn't tell, and tired old old woman. That's that's what Alex is. Um, yeah. But moving on to the summer main event. Uh, Natsupo and Tekla defeated Izumi and Sayakamitani in 10 minutes and 3 seconds. I actually really want to see this match because it sounds really good. And it ended with Tekla pinning Izumi when she reversed wow. the Izumi Zushi. Uh, so she did not give compliments to the chef. In fact, she returned the dish back to the chef because she did not want it. And it got repackaged and she won. Uh, that was a really bad metaphor. But I I, I got to stick to the bit type of thing. But yeah, this, this sounds like a good match. I, I really... We'll go out of my way to watch it, probably. Yeah, Poi and Takla as a team is, is very fun. So hopefully more of that. It's wild they kept them separate for so long. Because, like, they've just been tagging, like, for the past, like, what? Like, three weeks mm-hmm. consistently. And they had never even interacted before that. So that's kind of insane to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, sounds like a good match. Definitely. Uh, And in the main event... Julia, Himeka, Micah, and Mai Sakurai of DDM defeat Mayu, Hazuki, Koguma, and Momokogo. Uh, Mai pinned Momo, which is not how I wanted it to go. But more importantly, after the match, uh, the DDM crew paid tribute to Hanakamura as they closed the show. Um, and that's really sweet. I, I, I think I think Julia is, is very... I don't know. I, I, I respect Julia's desires to keep Hana's like memory alive and stardom as much as possible. Because you could tell in certain instances, I mean, obviously like that Konami, Konami match and stuff like that, but you could tell that is really meaningful to her. And I think Julia's pretty cool for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've said it before, but like 
Julia will always be tied to to Hannah just because that was Hannah's last major feud. Um, and obviously they were building to a big match between the two of them when everything went down. So, you know, Julia will always be tethered to her in that way, no matter what. And, um, you know, Julia's taken that responsibility on very well. Certainly. I totally agree. Um, so that's the past weekend's shows. Uh, I, again, only got to watch the first show, and the first show was definitely the weaker excuse me the weaker looking of the two so um a little, a little upset about that but uh i would say just you know to preface i'd say probably not to play in tackle versus azumi and sai was probably good a fun little sprint in 10 minutes so um i'm gonna put i'm gonna I'm you know put it into existence i haven't watched it yet but i'd assume that's a match that you probably want to see uh, especially if you're looking forward to the tackle azumi match like i am personally um other than that you know just in our week of, of house shows leading up to the big event. And I suppose we should get on to the big event, shall we? Let's go. Let's do it. On May 28th, 2022, Stardom will present Flashing Champions 2022. I said 2022 a couple times and that didn't need to. Um, this is, I think, the first time on one show that every single championship, all seven of them will be defended. I mean, probably not. I'm, I'm sure that one of the big shows like the Budokan or something, but I don't think the artist belts were defined. I don't know. I, I don't know that for sure, but definitely one of the first times in history that they have all seven uh, championships on the line, uh, which is a pretty big deal. It's kind of like their night of champions, except they like are sticking to it. So uh, yeah, it's it's looking like a big card. Kyrie's back. A lot of stuff on this card that we'll get into. Um, if you want to read it, if you want to, if you want to hear this, but in in reading form, I wrote about this for Last Word on Sports. Um, I'm trying to plug things. Shut up, Alex. I'm trying. I'm trying to plug your website. Okay, this is your. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, try and be a good writer and a good. You know, a good employee, Alex. Employee. No. Um, <laughs> the working class. <laughs> <laughs> Working class be Alex because Alex is the editor, and everybody oh, knows that the editor gets paid the most. <laughs> of course, oh, totally. man, we get paid nothing. Um, anyway, so yeah, if you want to go check that out, uh, I wrote it in like two and a half hours at three a.m. the other night, um, and some people say it was pretty decent. So you know, check that out. But we will be you know talking about it, so you don't really have to. But give me the click, please. I need it. Anyway, <laughs> the card starts with a lottery draft trios match. I'm not sure if this is the opener or if this is the uh, pre-show match, but it is a lottery draft trios match where uh, six competitors will be drafted to you know trios teams and they will fight. The six competitors are Ami Sore, Lady C, Hina, Saeeda, Momokogo, and Rina. Um, since I was off last week, I didn't get the chance to talk about the uh, rookie pool for for the fucking five star um so this is like the first i totally forgot that i was off last week and there are just things that i need like shout out you he's the, he's the goat i nobody is like i i haven't been around so uh, a couple things i missed but yeah uh this is kind of a preview to that uh my sakura is obviously not in it and ruaka is also not in it and other than that i think that's all of the people in the pool uh we don't really know who is teaming with who? I imagine whoever's teaming with Amisore will win. Uh, and other than that, I don't have much else 
to note on this match. Though I would like to talk about the the uh, pool thing, the rookie tournament thing. How do you how do you feel about that that idea? It's really good. Um, obviously, it gives them big match reps and something to do. Um, it's also mostly taking place on like cork and shows, so it, it's really beefing out those cards with important matches. So very happy with it. Uh, you could tell a lot of stories with it. Um, there are two blocks, but again, I've yet to see any proper translation of the two blocks. Because um, when it was listed on Stardom's website and even Lion, because it's in Japanese, like the formatting doesn't really work when you try and translate it. So it just ends up being a blob of names. So I still have genuinely no idea what the two blocks are. Yeah, that it's weird because you would think, I mean, I guess because they have eight wrestlers it doesn't really work, but you would think they would have three blocks because three people will get to move on, right? So you'd kind of think, like, they would just add, an, like, they could have added, like, fucking uh, fucking Sayaka from Gato Move or something and just had her lose over and over again and made it a pretty three-block thing so that one, you know, I don't know. Uh, that would make a bit more sense to me, but I agree with the sentiment. I actually really love this. Um, it reminds me of like just more professional like esports types of thing. Obviously, everybody knows I'm a big, uh, big Smash Bros. Melee guy, and it reminds me of just like, uh, you know, a low tier pool where it's like, oh, whoever wins this will get to wrestle in like the big deal thing, you know, like, and that, that I think that's a pretty cool little wrinkle to the five star, um, among the other wrinkles that are obviously there, like fucking prominence and the uh, special guest, whoever that is. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to how they handle this um though it does mean that we will have to watch like 175 singles matches altogether because <laughs> a mini tournament means more singles matches for you and me alex aren't you excited i'm suffering yeah just a little bit just a little <laughs> bit um like i said i'll be sorry wins this i don't know who she teams with but uh I think the coolest team would be Ami Sore, uh, Hina, and Saida just beating the shit out of Lady C, Momokogo, and Rina. I I like all of these wrestlers, so it's like it's not like a, a vendetta type of thing. But I just think Ami Sore and Saida as a team would go insane. Mm-hmm. Maybe Lady C on there instead, because then they're just big. There's big people, you know. They just, they just hurt people. Uh, the giants of of the rookie uh, lottery draft. I don't know where I'm talking about. Anyway, know, yeah. moving on to the next match. Uh, first tile match of the show, Future Storm Championship match is Hanan defending against Raka. I believe this is Hanan's. Uh, she's trying to tie the most defense record here. Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure. Depends on uh, who you ask, because I'm pretty sure six is Utami's. If you read certain places, um, and other places say five. Huh? There's. I I lived through this. I have to know. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure it's actually six. Um, because if you check cage match, it's five. But if you go through the future of Stardom tag on on Stardom World, um, there are six Utami defenses there. Um, because I think there's one against Leo Onizaki or something that cage match just didn't pick up for whatever reason. So I do think it's uh, Tami has six, and that Hanan would would equal her. Uh, with with a win here, which would still be a pretty big deal, because you know, I mean, 
uh, tying Utami, the new ace, is kind of huge. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, maybe maybe some places don't count the uh, Mica match. I'm not sure because I, I think that's on cage match, but I I can't really be. I mean, sure. all, all six of her defense. Oh wait, no, wait, yeah, what the fuck? Because that's five. Yeah, that's strange. There's definitely one or oh. two in there that that cage match or whatever just didn't pick up for whatever yeah. reason. But if you go through Stardom World, it is six because I think it was she had Saida defended. Uh, she defended against Saida. Uh, she defended against Leo. Defending against Micah. Um, defending against Alex Gracia as well, and I think defended against Saya Kamatani and Micah. So that would be the six. It's so it's so odd, but mm-hmm. yeah. So either way, uh, or not, Tommy, uh, Hanan is trying to tie or surpass. I mean, it's it's tie, but she'd want to get the record. Um, and Ruka is there to try to stop her. Um, who do you got and why? Because I feel like Hanan should just defend here. Yeah. But I feel like it's odd that they put Ruaka here. I think like maybe it's, it's like a meaningful thing, but, you know. I don't know. I think I think it's Hanan. Um, they have done a good job of building up Ruaka. She's got a few pinfall wins over Hanan. Um, but I'm not sure you go back to Ruaka as, as future stardom champion. Um, especially when Oe has already challenged Hanan. And that's kind of where the established feud is there. So you have Hanan defend here, overcome Raka, and then you know defend against Aoi when the time comes. Plus, I think a Hanan defense here would also just give her more much-needed clout going into the five star. Because um, mm-hmm. if she loses the the future belt right now, I don't know why she would be in the five star and Raka wouldn't be. If that makes sense. Like I, I've, I feel like the future belt in recent years has kind of been like the ticket, uh, for the rookies because usually the rookies are, uh, excluded as we see this year with the with the pools that they have to do, um. But I feel like Hanan getting the white or not the white belt, the future belt is kind of like why she's in the tournament. So her losing it like a month, two months before the five star even starts probably wouldn't make a lot of sense, um. But I'm sure this will be good. I remember their first, their other match, the the one that Hanan won the belt in, was fun. And usually Hanan's uh, opener matches yeah. with the future belt are pretty fun. Yeah, these future matches are always pretty solid, and they only go like five or six minutes, so there's never really any any issue there. Yeah, they're usually like the easiest watch on the card, unless Azumi goes crazy and just you know, you know, has a four minute banger, yeah. which you know hasn't happened recently, but. Future matches usually deliver, so I'm excited for that one. Uh, the the next match is Mina Shirakawa, Unagi Sayaka, and Wakasukiyama taking on prominence Suzu Suzuki, Kane Fujita, and Mo- I suppose why did I put Natsumi there? Uh, Mochi Miyagi. Oh, she um, changed it. You're right. She changed her name. Really? Yeah, she announced it at the first prominence show. I think that she's she's Mochi Natsumi oh. now. Man, now I gotta change my match guide. I hate it when wrestlers do that. Yeah. <laughs> that gets really annoying. I have to press Control F and like do things. You know, like that sucks. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a find anyway, and replace option. There, yeah, that, that's that's the joke I was making. Out. Oh, Thank I you for explaining okay. the joke because the Control F is the. I just wanted Thank you to know, um, you know, because you know spreadsheets are are cool. 
Yeah, they are. I actually, I am actually really enjoying. I know this is completely off topic. I'm really enjoying my spreadsheet. I even added like an extra thing where it's like if it's a match of the year contender, um, it'll get an extra couple points on the, like it's it's like a whole thing. I'm very elaborate with it. Um, instead of going to sleep at a normal hour, I just like try to figure out how to make my match guide look cooler to me because nobody else sees it. Like nobody nobody cares enough to like click the link. Like so. It, I just do it for me, and it's really funny, and it's really fun. Um, but when wrestlers change their names, I get really mad. I'm looking at you, 2.0. Motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> back to the show. Um, it is also kind of funny that I wrote this article, and I wrote her name as Mochi Natsumi, and I totally forgot. <laughs> like, that. that's how, that's how like, blackout of a writer i am that's like i forget that i wrote something correctly um but yeah this match is happening yeah yeah i know this i mean this is just building up suzu for for the eventual julia match or well i suppose you're gonna have her in the gp um but she's obviously gonna win here um you know she's gonna german suplex waka and that'll be that um but you know it should be a fun match i guess uh kane fujita wants to beat the shit out of unagi um because she has boobs i hear Apparently so. So that that should be fun. Uh, I like a Kane Big, Fujita. True. So I, I know most people don't, but she's fairly just like dry. Oh, she's cool. She just beats people up. So I'm here for it. She she is the the strong styler, um, who who does not do strong style. She just beats people up, and that's way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke for me and me alone. Um, <laughs> and maybe may, maybe maybe Scory. He'll he'll, he'll probably enjoy that. But that's, he that's will point. not listen, uh, let's be honest here. No, he doesn't. That's the point. Uh, the only times he's ever talked to me about Star Quest, he's like, you know, I don't like that you guys do this. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, you you were like our guest. Like, we were nice to you. And you you, you only criticize us. You're you're a dick. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, good kid. <laughs> this is why I don't host. Anyway, uh, yeah, obviously Suzu Suzuki's going over here. How well do you think she does in the five star? Because I'm starting to think that like her in the five star could do stupid shit, or it could just be like her getting eight points, middle of the road, go four and eight uh, she's, or whatever. She's 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 either in contention on the last day or she's she's a, a you know a block winner. It depends on how the blocks shake out, but I feel like her and Julia is such an obvious final or a final That'll night match. Um, so it kind of just has depends on how the the blocks shape up, but I imagine she will be in contention on the last day at the very least. Yeah, I mean, a Julia Suzu, a, uh, Julia Suzu uh, final would be pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know who else would go all the way outside of like Asaya Kamatani if she loses here, or like, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it actually. Um, Maybe Utami goes to the final and loses someone, but yeah, I I, I like the prospect of Suzuki uh, going all of the way, and they're kind of putting her over like that. Um, I actually did watch the My Sakurai Suzuki match, and it was bad for a Suzuki match, but it was a fine match overall. So <laughs> yeah, no, credit to her. <laughs> Suzuki's been killing it and catch the wave. Like you, you don't need to watch her versus My Sakurai. It's fine. Yeah. I am so behind on Catch the Wave. I'm really upset because I need to catch up on it. So that's every time I see the words wave and catch, I'm like, oh shit, I'm fucking up because I missed that. Um, 
Anyway, back to stardom. Uh, the next match is a high-speed championship match between Azumi and Tekla. Um, I am upset that I do not have the uh, defense numbers on this, because that's one statistic I really like, and I just forgot to write it down. Um, but I believe this is Azumi's third defense. Uh, and I, I wrote about this, but it's really interesting to think about. This show is really pivotal for DDM, because this is like the first time in a long time that I can confidently say it is not looking good for them walking out with a singles with a, a singular championship to their name um, in over two years. So that's kind of huge. Dude, Tekla's um, winning. It starts here. Dude, I don't think so. Not she she a, pinned Azumi. Yeah, but she she pinned Azumi already, and they use like that's that's like wrestling one hundred and one. I mean, obviously Rossi loves to just say "fuck your wrestling one hundred and one" a lot, <laughs> but like. I don't know if Tekla wins. If Tekla does win, that's fucking skin of their teeth type of thing for, for DDM's uh, dynasty, as I call it. Um, whereas, like, I, don't, I feel like Azumi wins here. Do you think Tekla gets a Nara belt that quickly? Yeah. Part of me thinks that they took the SWA belt offer because they were like, oh shit, we want to send Mayu off. Um, in return, they were like, hey, you can have the high-speed belt. So she was cool with it. Maybe, like, I mean, what else can Azumi do? She's already, you know, unless they're building to another Starlight Kid challenge down the line, there's there's, there's maybe one more person for her to wrestle um, if she does beat Tekla. So, I don't know. I just feel like the the, the division is so limited that once you hit, like, three defenses, you're, you've basically got nothing else going. So, you might as well put it on Tekla, who's fresh. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. It's obviously I'm incredibly biased here because Azumi's my favorite wrestler. But I always feel like with almost every championship run, except for Starlight Kid, who did it did too much in my opinion, <laughs> um, it always feels like they can do more. Like I remember back to the Hazuki reign, and I was like, she's had the belt for a while, but it feels like there's more to do before you give it to Death Yamasan. You know what I mean? And same with Riho, and same with basically everybody who's held the high speed belt that is not named Starlight Kid. Um, and I feel like Azumi kind of has that like that vibe to her, even though she's done a lot with the belt already. She said two match the year contenders um in in I mean, you know, winning the belt against Starlight Kid and defending against Mesaruga, at least in my opinion, two match the year contenders. Um and I get what you're saying, because they don't have a lot of like high speed wrestlers signed. Uh this is one of the first times that like there's a new high speed challenger that is a regular in the company in years now, like since Natsupoi. But I just feel like there's always more for Azumi to do with the belt and I kinda wanna see her more do more. Uh but again that's bias and that's me hoping for something that is very uh up in the air right now. So yeah. Tekla Tekla fighting for the for for the you know continued powerhouse that is DDM and Azumi's fighting to, you know, continue being ace of the high-speed division. Um, it'll be a good match, for sure, so uh, either way, I'll be excited to watch it. And I'll be biting for the pinfalls, because I really do not know who wins here. I know that if they if this is anything like the Mesa match, it's going to be fantastic to watch if you're unspoiled. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that match a lot. Uh, high-speed match could steal the show for, like, the millionth show on the row. Not the millionth, it's like the fourth, maybe. Uh, but moving on is the SWA Championship match. Um, Mayu Utani's first defense is against Fukigen Death. 
uh, who is allegedly an alien. Alex? Yeah. Um, nobody bothered to fact check. And uh, Fukigen is, is an alien. So, um, Honestly, cool. I think I think my favorite part of it is on the match graphic they have, um, it says champion Mayu Iwatani from Japan versus Fukigen Death, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening here? But uh, yeah, um, the first time that any of the faces of Kuroyo Niyama has challenged for the SWA belt, um, which is pretty interesting because I feel like she's always been a fixture in like the lower card of stardom, but I guess she just never uh, had a match against an SWA champion until now. Um, and yeah, it, the fact that this match is happening is so funny. Cause like everybody was like, Oh, who, who is going to do the forbidden door? <laughs> and then it's Fukigen death. It's the clown. They sent him the clown, Alex. Yeah, I, I assume Stardom is like... And it wasn't Britt Baker, that's the crazy thing. It wasn't that clown, it was the other clown. Fuck. Um, I assume that like <laughs> they're they're waiting for... um, Or they at least were waiting to maybe get people in. Because I feel like you can get people to Japan fairly easily now. Um, to do tours. And I mean, you look at Seedling, they they brought in Amazon. Um, and TJPW got the, the UK Rio over. So I mean, we're go- we might start seeing wrestlers brought in more often now. Yeah, um, that's certainly true. I I think it it I I we always have this conversation, but I don't know who I would even really want to do a tour of stardom. Um, I think Nyla Rose is probably up there. Yeah, because uh, she is doing so little um, in AEW, and obviously she has the the Chigusa rub because Chigusa really likes her. Um, so, like, I mean, even if she just goes to Marvelous and does a couple shows, like, I think Nyla Rose would, would do a lot a lot of good stuff. And her versus Mayu, um, I didn't think about it until recently, but I was like, that is a match I need to see because mm-hmm. there's few things better than Mayu ragdolling for a monster, and she doesn't get enough monsters around. So that could be really, really good. Uh, but, yeah, for, for this match, you know, it's, it's Mayu Fuku again. Obviously, Mayu wins here, but the clown is – the clown works in mysterious ways. I was looking it up, and – uh <laughs> Mayu is only four and three against uh, the variations of Yoniyama in singles matches, which for the, you know, most prolific wrestler in Stardom's history outside of like Io Shirai is a terrible record against somebody who she's wrestled as a clown most of the time she's wrestled. (laughs) Like that is, that is a pretty insane stat. So you never really know, but I feel like I know that Mayu Iwatani wins here. Yeah, definitely. Um. Stepping away from the from the championship matches is a, a special tag team match. It is the White Knights, Tam Nakano and Kairi, uh, are going to defend their beloved Pokimane against Utami. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. Against mm-hmm. Utami Hayashista and Miyu Amasaki. Um, yeah. So Kairi basically said, "I'm going to kill you and make you a better wrestler because of it." Um, and I find that very funny. It, she's gonna treat Miyu Amasaki like McDonald's era Miki Iwata it's i cannot wait like she's she's gonna be you know you've said that i have you've made that reference multiple multiple times and i didn't understand it until like a couple weeks like maybe like a month ago when i like found what you were talking about and i was like damn Mm -hmm. (laughs) nika just got her shit kicked in um and yeah it was i i find this funny also i always think back to the story of uh tam nakana who i believe i don't want to like you know 
suspect things about her her health but i believe she's like anemic or has like low iron so like when she was a trainee she would just actively pass out from wrestling and just get her ass beat continuously and like bridging on abuse uh not literal abuse but just she's had some horror stories so i imagine she will be taking all of that out on miyu amasaki <laughs> so uh i fear for miyu's uh health and safety after this match yeah, Utami was like, I'm going to protect Kevin here, um, but in secret she was like, please. I still don't understand the Kevin joke. I don't I don't know where that's from. I can't remember. I think it's because somebody, <laughs> somebody decided that there was too many Miyus, so Miyu Amasaki is Kevin. That's fair. Um, there are a lot of Miyus. I've just kind of ran with it because it's really funny to me, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Utami was like, I'm going to protect Miyu here. She's like our trainee. We like her. Um, but secretly, like, Utami is there so that nobody shoots. Even then, I don't think Utami could stop Kairi if she wanted to, so it's it. I think Utami could, well, maybe not Kairi. Utami could stop Tam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Kairi, way. yeah. Um, it, it is really, it's, I am not, the, the whole Queen's Quest thing is really concerning, because I feel like any time a leader is like, I need to protect this faction, they never do it. Like, the faction crumbles immediately the second somebody says, I will protect this. It never works. Um, so that made me more worried for Miu. Um, but I'm sure this will be a fun match. Kyrie in these tag matches could go crazy. I mean, that, that tag match with Mayu was absurdly good. Um, and I think she kind of brings the best out of her tag team partners um, and has for a long time. So I think she could really lift this match up to a to a high standard it's gonna be really, exceptional like uh yeah it really hurts tommy and tom cool shit um but in the confines of a tag match their cool shit is going to be even better and then when they're not doing cool shit Kyrie is going to be breaking miyu amasaki's face so this could be a like a four plus star match if you're into that kind of star rate and stuff um Kyrie is definitely winning though she's pinning miyu at the very least i mean I would hope so. Like, I would be scared if, if Miyu won this match. It's like, wait a minute, that's not how that works. She did beat Waka, the fuck just happened so upstairs? I mean, Sorry, she should be unstoppable. Like, Miyu has beaten Waka, so... <laughs> that's that's the first key to success yeah. in, in Star Who can stop the Miyu? Uh, who can stop the path of Miyu? That's my question. Um, <laughs> shout out Team Taz one time. Uh, the next match is Goddesses of Stardom Championship match. It is FWC, Koguma, and Hizuki taking on Oh My Julia, which is such a good fucking so name, good. dude. I, love I like, why, like, I, oh, I, I am a, I'm a big, like, I don't know what the word is. I'm a big critic of, like, team names. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, please just make it cool. Like, White Knights is, like, very generic, but I appreciate it, because, like, Tam was like, this is very meaningful because of the white belt. And it's like, Okay, honey, you you tell yourself that. But like, oh my, Julia is such a good name. It is infinitely better than them as a tag team. Like it is, it is insane how good that name is. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's I love great. it. I love it a lot. It's very clever. Um, it is. It is incredibly clever. And like I said earlier, uh, every DDM title match on this card is them fighting to keep their dynasty alive type of thing. Uh, obviously. This will not be the match that they do it because no. my Sakurai is going to get murdered by Hazuki, I hope. Or maybe she does the bear pose and Kogumo just rolls her up 
and just fucking pranks her uh like the legend she is um but yeah i mean i haven't been following this match very closely because i i just don't really notice it on the cards as much like i don't know why but it's just it's just kind of a forgettable match that has it's been previewed on the on the you know house show cards but i just haven't really heard a lot about it i guess um other than julia going on her usual stick about you're not as cool as you used to be i'm a hazuki hipster i think you were cooler when you tried to murder me and shoot on me and then told everybody you were going to lose on purpose uh because julia just likes toxic toxicity um as everybody knows so i i don't know much more about that match how, how do you feel about this match because obviously my soccer is in it and that's yeah i mean it's just yeah. solid enough first defense um you know, Julia being plugged into that role for two champions in a row is is pretty funny, um, but you know, I mean, it's 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 one of those where they're going to play into everybody's strengths. Uh, Koguma and Julia do good work. Uh, Hazuki and my Sakurai, I feel like, could have some fun exchanges. So you're going to make everybody look good, and FWC is going to get their first defense. So you know, there's nothing really wrong with it there. Um, and if it yeah. uh, if it you know. M- passes expectations cool if not well so you know there's eight other cool matches on this show so it's fine this is true um it i think the biggest thing is just like the not it's not a fall from grace it's it's one of those cases where it's like somebody loses a match and it's like damn they fell off but it's like they didn't because they lost one match but it's one of those cases where it's like fwc had an insane month in april april march uh, April, yeah, they had an insane month. Actually, they had the same couple months, like March and April. And then it's like, oh, now you got my soccer I coming up, and that's very funny to me. But also, I, I think that FWC can really bring uh, the best out of my soccer if they just beat the Shaver. Um, and I think Julia can bring the best out of Koguma and Hazuki. They they work well. Um, as uh, those tr- those three definitely work well together. I think my soccer can. Uh, Land yourself a ride to a to a hard carry to a pretty decent match here. Um, oh my Julia, such a good name. That's that's my opinion. That's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Next up is the artists of Stardom Championship matches: Micah Hameka and Natsupoi defending against Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, and Momotanabe of Oedo Tai. I don't like where this is heading. I know most people do. And I don't, I, I don't disagree with them. I think Saki getting a belt again will be pretty fun. Um, you know, I think it, it cements Oedo Tai as a, you know, well-oiled machine, which they are. Like, I mean, like as a team, they they fit together pretty well. Um, I'd say that's that's one of the few things that I will give them a lot of credit for is that they they vibe together as a team better than most of the other factions, uh, like in wrestling at this point, uh, let alone in stardom, but. Man, I feel like the artist belts have become such like a cork and fixture where it's like every cork and it's like, oh, well, you know, you're going to have to at least catch up this one match because this is going to be fucking insanely good. And I think it's probably going to no longer be that anymore uh, when Saki, Kid, and Momo inevitably win the titles from Miami Poi at this show. Uh, I feel like that's like just, you know, a foregone conclusion for me. Uh, Miami boys had the belts for a long time, so I get why they're losing them. But man, they've really made 
uh, trios matches a lot more entertaining uh, since they've won the belts, as long as they're not draws against Cosmic Angels, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that Puerto um, Tai are, are here and going to win the belts because this trio does good work. Um, and I mean, my Mipoi, they've they've kind of done as much as they can with the belts. Um, so, you know, I think this would be a nice refresher for the artist title scene. Um, definitely one where Ueda Tai could do a lot of really good work because, you know, uh, Momo and Kid's tag title reign was cut short despite them doing great work. So, you know, getting some belts right back on them is always a good decision to kind of keep that momentum going. Um, so definitely... I think this could not only be a really good match, but, you know, a way to tie winning will be very good for the division. I can't believe Starlight Kid is just, like, fast-track winning every single bout in the company. Like, just just to spite me, it feels like. Like, that's that's wild to me. <laughs> like, she's ticking all the boxes here. Um, but no, I, I, I like it. I like the move because I think it'll get the belts back into circulation. Um, because Sakashima can lose uh, pretty easily. So, not like lose like first defense. I, like I don't want that to happen. But I think artists the artist belts are kind of made to be flip flopped a bit more than they have been. Uh, with with Miami Poi and Cosmic Angels holding them for long periods of time. I think that you know once they get back to the point where there's trios with two really strong wrestlers and one weaker link that could lose, uh, and just have it tr- circulate like that. I think that's a good thing for the belts, just to be more, uh, you know, you always need a belt that's a bit more flip-floppy, just so that it's, like, exciting and it could change hands at any time. And I think RS belts have always kind of been that, uh, for better or for worse. So I do think that's a good thing. Um, but like I said, I feel like my Himipoi is just, you know, I mean, they're three of the best wrestlers in the company, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm a big Micah guy, and some people will disagree with that. Big Himeka guy and everybody some people disagree with that. Now that's why I think everybody agrees is, you know, like top five, top eight in the company mm-hmm. right now. Uh, so it's a bit upsetting in that regard, but I agree that they've kind of faced everybody that they can uh, outside of like, you know, the top tiers in Queen's Quest or that. Yeah. I mean, stars, they, they built that stars match and then never did it like two months ago. But other than that, there's not much more for them to do here. So yeah, I mean they've yeah. they've you know they've got the record now, so you might, like might as well take them off them. Yeah, that, that's wild that they did two bit records back and forth or back to back rather. Yeah, I guess it kind of worked though because the titles do feel it made important. sense. Yeah, they've definitely elevated the belts, which is that's all you can really ask for for these like lower lower tier belts, I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean shout out my Miami boy. Unfortunately, they're losing, but shout to them. Maybe Micah just surprises us all and fucking Michinoku drivers, all three of them in a row, stacks them and pins them. Uh, I would love that. I don't care how it, you know, buries anybody or how it presents anything. That would be cool, but we all know that's not going to happen. Um, moving on to the semi-main event and probably the most contingent match. I don't know if I used that word right. So much for being a wordsmith. <laughs> uh, probably the most, like, up for discussion match of the card. Uh, it is the Wonder of Stardom Championship match between Sai Kamatani and Mirai. I I actually... Do you know how many defenses Sai has? Because that's something that I feel like I keep forgetting. Is it four now? 
Probably five. I'll check, don't worry. She would have had the uh, Natsupoi one. Yeah. You at the Unagi, Natsupoi. Micah. Five. Oh, this is, yeah, so this is going to be her sixth. Wow. Um, that, that's, see, oh, man, I love Sayakami so, so much. I think that's what make this, makes this really hard for me. Because, like, Tam, and I don't want to shit on Tam too much, because I respect her a lot, and I think she's really cool. But Tam had seven tile defenses, and it felt like she had 98, and they never ended. And Saya is already more than halfway there, and I'm just like, no, she she needs like she needs at least like ten more because it just feels so natural for her. Um, and I kind of upset that I am pretty confident Mirai wins here. Uh, I like Mirai. We we already had this discussion about how we feel about you know certain things about the Mirai push and whatnot. But I like Mirai. But I'm just like Saya Kamatani is on such a run right now that I just really wish she was not going to be stopped for a while, you know? Yeah. Well, the good thing is I don't think she's losing here. Um, and I don't just say that as somebody who's, you know, not big on Mirai. Um, Saya has, has basically already in interviews kind of talked about how she wants to defend the white belt against Kyrie. Um, that's kind of been something they've, they've teased since Kyrie came back, really. Um, but I don't think Saya loses this until she gets that Kyrie defense out of the way, and you know, Mirai, she'll be fine, you know. I don't know if they'd have her win it already, although in saying that, they did belt up Julia in five months, so it would be very similar. And also, I think, I think even the bigger thing is that God's Eye is strongly undefeated. Like, that is like a very focal point of God's Eye up to this point. And I think if anybody's going to break that streak, it should be Saya Kamatani. She's, I'll say it, she's the best wrestler in the company right now. Um, so I think like if anybody's going to do that, like that makes sense. Uh, also, the only person to beat Mirai and Shuri are is Utami, and Saya already uh, surpassed. I don't want to say surpassed, but beat Utami uh, at World Climax. So like. I feel like Saya is at the point where she could beat Mirai and it would make total sense. But I just, I don't know if they do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know though. Cause I, I just don't see why you would kind of break this Saya run before you get the big matches. Cause she hasn't really, she hasn't had many of those. She's had great matches, but she hasn't had big matches. Yeah. You know, like you, you had the Utami defense on the tam defense which i would consider big matches but there's still so many there for her to do um and you know obviously the Kyrie match is the big one um so i just yeah. i don't see why you would obviously take it off obviously it's not gonna happen because of just the way that things are lining up and obviously this is biased because she's another one of my favorite wrestlers i would love to see a defense against ida because right. i just feel like I feel like they, like, obviously they fucking came in together for the most part, you know, uh, Saya, Saya, Tag, um, Tall Saya, Giant Saya, about to beat your asses. Um, you know, like, I, I just feel like there is a lot for Saya to do, and I really want her to do, mo do more. Um, but I feel like the Mariah train is just real, real hot right now. That's the thing. And it, it, it does concern me a little bit. 
plus the thing is is that like stardom loves to do that i mean look at look at uh look at the kagetsu run the you run he he said oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna defend against four people and these are the four big matches i want to have loses to be Priestley. like <laughs> i don't trust them at all with that type of thing um yeah to be fair though but, I, I feel like what you say on screen and what they give away in interviews are very different where you know saya's saya's been on you know Fave interviews with with magazines, kind of hyping up that match. Whereas I feel like uh, Kagetsu is more like on screen saying it, you know. So I I I would give more credence to uh, the the interview because as as I've said for almost the duration because they're the trying show, to build it from the yeah, yeah like they tip their hand a lot to to build interest. I get that. I. I... I I feel like I'm arguing against my own interests because I really want Saya to win. Like I said, I don't know where you have her, but I feel like she's got to be like top five wrestlers in the world period right now. Which Dylan, is... I said on this show to you like three weeks ago that oh, I yeah. think she's the best in the world. Oh yeah, we talked about that. We talked yeah. about that. That's crazy. I mean, we, we talk about a lot. Alex, I don't think you understand. Uh, this is like, I don't know what episode this is. This is like 70 something, I think. We're at 90. That means that we've, huh? Ninety. Jesus Christ! Not that means that we've talked for like at least a hundred and eighty hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not true. Like around a hundred and like seventy-five hours about this. Uh, and I was actually thinking back to the first couple episodes that we did. We were talking about how Sai Kamatani can't hang because uh, she was getting pushed to do like fifty-minute matches, and we were like, she's just not good. Uh, she's plateaued. And here we are talking about how Sayakatani's like, we don't want her to ever lose again, type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Saya, I think Mariah wins it, but I think Saya should take it. That's my opinion. Yeah, fair. Uh, and then the main event, which is a uh, knockout and submission only match, no DQ or no, it's not no DQ. It's specifically not no DQ, no countout, no time limit. For the World of Stardom Championship, it is Shuri defending against Risa Sarah. I have tempered my hopes for this match um, because I don't know how good it can be, honestly. Yes. Because it feels like they're setting up for a very specific match that I don't think either wrestler will really give each other their best match type of thing. And it's it's a bit concerning in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they're playing into the the intensity of the feud you know if somebody was beating me up with a kendo stick i wouldn't just grapple with them for 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 10 minutes you know um definitely there are avenues that this could go down they're gonna grapple for 10 minutes you do know that right (laughs) like surely prominence will just like rush the ring or something i don't really know um but I don't know. It could be good or it could be bad. Like I feel like the it depends on what sort of stuff they do when they go outside. Because obviously there's no there's no count out. They are gonna they are gonna fight on the outside. So it's kind there's of there's no DQ outside. Yeah. So it's kind of Imperial. up to what happens there to fill in the blanks. Because once they get like into the ring and they do the the KO stuff, it will probably be pretty cool. But it's it's gonna rely on kind of getting to that part. Yeah, I I think the thing that like initially set set me like uh, off about this match that was funny is that it's like when you read like the stipulation, 
it sounds like they got rid of all of the stalling rules, but none of the fun things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, there's, it's not no DQ, but there's no time limit. And, uh, there's no, there's no count out. And it's like, those rules only exist because of stalling. Like in, again, in kayfabe, because you don't want wrestlers to just like hang out for 17 hours type of thing. And I just found that really funny. That's like, damn, they really like, they're, they're, they're throwing away all of the rules, except for the rules that you want them to throw away type of thing. But, uh, after a while, it kind of grew on me. I think it could be good, but I'm not super, super positive about it. It could be kind of bad. It could be kind of good. Um, Sherry wins here. We'll see how prominence does in a big time single setting, like how they treat them. Because this is the first, you know, obviously outside of the My Sakurai match, um, this is the first like singles match for for a member of prominence in this capacity. So I'm excited to see how they how much they allow them to do. Uh, like you said with the with the no count out rule, how much they're gonna do outside and how much just bullshit they're gonna get into. Uh, I think Prominence is obviously at its best when they're peak bullshit type of thing and just doing all of the garbage wrestling that, that they love and that I love and that everybody loves. Um everybody that's cool anyway. And I I I don't know. I'm worried that it will fall into a formula that doesn't work. I know I'm talking a lot, Alex. It's what I do. It's what I do, but I, I worry they're going to fall into a formula okay. that isn't going to display them on their best abilities. Possible. Sorry. Uh, I mean, Risa Sarah um, is generally pretty cool, but yeah, definitely could lay an egg. Uh, Suri, pretty cool, but yeah, definitely could could just kind of fall into her typical patterns. I don't know. It's it's just an interesting one, really, because it's, it's going to be different to, to the other Suri matches, given the stipulation. Um, yeah, definitely. It's it's gonna. They're both gonna have to be on their best game to to make it work, or else it could just get a bit plotting. Um, especially if they do a lot of submissions. If they play into the submission step a lot, like nobody likes submission matches. They are they're so boring. So uh, please don't. So um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see there. But I mean, obviously, especially there's no drama. You know, Siri is retaining, so it's it's kind of. I'm not going to really buy into any of these Risa Sarah submissions, um, but maybe some of the KOs, maybe. But uh, I like it. Like Risa Sarah isn't going to tap out Siri. Like they're not going to let that happen. So I also wonder what they mean by knockout in this situation. Like, is it a last man standing type knockout, or is it like a oh she's dead on the floor knockout type? I assume thing? you can like, you can be like oh count it like when you want to, to yeah. see if they're out for the the count. That's generally how they do. For Joshi matches, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree with with your sentiment there. Uh, for one of the first times in in history, and I will I will go on record to say this, I think Wonder should probably go over World of Storm, but I get why they want to put Risa Sarah uh, on a big spotlight because you know prominence kind of needs it in that way, like to be uh, put over as like a real threat here. Um, though I, I just think the Wonder of Storm match is a bit more dramatic. Uh, just because of like meta gaming type of thing, more than just the actual story itself. But yeah, I mean, it's looking like a good card. I didn't mention this at the start. This is in Oda Ward. Um, what do you think the number will be, or what what do you think they'll be shooting for in Oda Ward with the restrictions um, almost completely lifted? I mean, next month it will probably be like you know cheering crowds. A lot of places are starting to do that. Um, DDT starting that I think early July or June. Um, so as the summer goes on, it could 
be fully unrestricted? How do you think that they do in Odaward uh, this time around? Um, you know, it's kind of interesting because obviously they did a fantastic number last time at Oat Award for the, the Cinderella final, you know, the 2017. Um, they don't have a gimmick here to sell tickets, but this is maybe one of the most loaded shows. Actually, no, this is the most loaded show in stardom history. There has never been a card this good. I'm, I will say that outright. Um, this, is, this card is ridiculous. So they're going to have to hit somewhere in that region of 2000 again. To, to justify it because i mean you have mirai versus saya which is a huge match you know two of the hottest names in the promotion really booking wise um you have prominence there uh you have risa sarah versus suri you have you know a mayu title defense you have all this stuff on the card you're gonna want to get in and around that 2000 mark if you know and if they get less, I think they would be disappointed, um, especially because it's on a Saturday. I'm pretty sure the show. So, yep, there's no reason for it to not do well. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Um, I think if they can stay around 2,000 for like a lot of the, like these pay per views, that's a pretty big deal. Like, because I don't think any other company has been <laughs> hitting that even for like their their bigger shows consistently. Um, outside of like you know the New Japan's Dragon Gates type of thing, even Dragon Gate is sometimes uh, you know a bit up and down with with their attendance. So I think if Storm can start getting more consistent with that, um, which they have been doing a good job with, I think a two thousand mark would be really good for them. Uh, and like you said, this is a fucking huge card. I mean, uh, one of the first times ever that they're doing like every title that they have on the line mm-hmm. since they had like three titles. You know, what I mean, like this is this is a pretty big deal of a of a card even though they have my sakurai and fukigen death in title matches uh it is still one of the most stacked cards in in stardom's history so i I totally agree with you there hopefully they hit around 2000 and i think that wraps up the show for the most part um excited for that that card this coming saturday friday night for me um and i i don't think we'll be doing an early show unless like all hell breaks loose we'll probably be back um, same same bat time, same bat channel next week, because uh, I I don't see anything being groundbreaking enough to where we have like a you know a Monday type show. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I don't think so. Um, we have no competition anymore. Apparently, the Stardom cast is gone again, so um, we can do what we want, and you have no choice but to 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 lap it up. So <laughs> the degenerates have succeeded. We have beat the NWO. I'm, I don't know. This is. That was a bad joke, um, but no, uh, yeah. So so yeah. I mean, come back next week if you enjoyed. Next week will probably be better because I will not be hosting. Uh, I I am not very good at this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could tell, but uh, I'm I'm more comfortable just getting my shots in than I am leading conversations. But I hope you guys enjoyed anyway. Do you have any closing words, Alex? Um, yes. Uh, thank you for for taking the lead and letting me uh, jump in to preview this amazing card. Um, we'll t- take back over next week when I don't sound like I'm on the verge of, you know, dying. Um, so, but yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, I hope you enjoy it, because this is a, something different. Uh, you got an NXT level up reference from me, so you know, 
that pops some people. Uh, there's only like five people who probably pay attention to me loving NXT level. The up. only, the only thing I see about NXT nowadays is just the random horny jokes that are made. Yeah, like Did you see fucking... last week on Level Up, they had a guy called Quincy Elliott who like did a slut drop against the post. And then he, I didn't see that, but I believe it. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he was on level up. He's basically his his gimmick reminds me a lot of Velveteen Dream in that like he's meant to be in air quotes androgynous, which is WWE's way say of saying gay. Um, but yeah, he's no, he's just yeah, in, he's yeah. like really funny. Like he's just he was in the ring. He got into the ring and he started like humping the mat. Um. Like a like he was a dancer, and then he uh, he did a dab after doing a splash. So Quincy Elliott, I will die for you. Um, that's that's kind TJP of TJP wishes his dab could get over like he's his his is, go- yeah. his is going to. Yeah, no, listen, TJP oh. or TJP is a is a nerd. Quincy Elliott is a, is a he's... chad. I I like I know again we're we're gonna close the show very quickly, but I've realized that TJP is just like worse at everything than like all of his contemporaries because it's like i was like oh he's trying to do like the zack saber jr stick except Zach, except zack saber jr is like kind of good at it and he's just not and it's like oh he's trying to do lucha except teton was in the match before him and did it insanely better and he's just ass at it that's crazy <laughs> and i was like damn tjp is just like everybody else but worse and also a dick so that that's that's our TJP. Uh, that's our that's our report on what TJP has been doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> After our, our little tirade about NXT and about uh, and if people aren't watching NXT Japan. Level Up, they're missing out on like the best women's wrestling in America because um, nobody is like horrendously bad except for like Santina Morella's kid. But you know she'll be fired in like two weeks, so it's grand. Is, okay, so NXT Level Up and NXT 2.0 are different things. Yeah, Level Up is like their version of main event. It's where like the lower card wrestlers go to just like get right. It is. It is wild. It took them this long to do that idea because I've I've been begging for them to do that like eight years ago. I was like, this is not sustainable, guys. <laughs> you guys need to have like a a system for this, and they they do now that nobody. Uh, cares about NXT. It's, it's, it's no very fun. sad because um, it's the only place you get to see Saray. So I mean, you know, it has to be done. <laughs> also, like the best wrestler on the show, Tatum Paxley and shit. So you know, good up, big ups. I know some of the people you are. You know what's of. funny is anyway, all of them are like <laughs> former AW Dark job girls. Like you will notice, like you will be like, oh, that's notorious that. Mimi who lost like fifty matches in a row on Dark, and uh, now she's in level up as a country girl and you're just like hell yeah let's do it so um oops nxt level up nxt level up podcast coming to the patreon uh every saturday oh boy <laughs> okay i'm gonna shut up now because i'm tired yeah we could do an aw dark podcast. i'd be down to do that that sounds <laughs> AW dark is a podcast dude i want to buy a submarine anyway uh <laughs> that's that's all for our show thank you for listening uh, I don't. Oh, it's it's. I remember the I remember the the thing. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo and Matane. Ijo.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Dunkin' doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So, they made two. Both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic Peppermint Mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint. While the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.